Good morning and welcome to the Business Hour. I'm Ron Camacho, your host. And today the topic at hand is the topic of coffee and many aspects of coffee from purchasing of, of beans from different regions of the world to selling coffee uh, in different regions of the world. And it's a, a field that has been around uh for centuries, uh, people have been trading beans, buying beans, uh, selling beans, uh, and brewing coffee uh, for many centuries. There are some cultures that have elevated uh, the making of coffee, uh, elevated to an art and a science, and particularly in places like Western Europe where you have elaborate coffee houses and cafes from Vienna to Paris. But the U.S. too has adopted this beverage as its own and has for a couple of hundred years, but particularly over the last couple of decades, um, where companies such as Caribou have been buying beans from various regions of the world, roasting, serving a broad range of coffee products. Coffee here uh, is a beverage that is near and dear, not just to me, but to, to so many, and so I am very pleased to have as my guest to talk about coffee and to talk about the Caribou Coffee Company, Tom Jones, a market manager for Caribou, and someone who will share some insight into this vibrant marketplace, and about Caribou, who uh, is a major player in this marketplace. Welcome to the Business Hour, Tom. Thank you, Ron. Thanks for having me. You know, Tom, I think we should start off um, with a discussion of, of coffee beans, you know, sort of the nitty-gritty of the, of the product, which I know that Caribou, uh, at least from my perspective, seems very committed uh, to good quality uh, coffee. And even though most people know that coffee beans are grown primarily uh, in warm-weather countries, they may not be aware that, that, that it's essentially a, a, a narrow band and I had never uh, given any uh, thought to this, but you uh, essentially told me that you know the sweet spot for for coffee uh, worldwide is this band um, that is l- north of uh, the equator and south of the equator. Uh, a- and um, I, I guess um, is it the Tropic of Cancer on the north side and the Tropic of Capricorn on the south side that are more or less the yep, the, yep. the, the, the regions the, the 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 borders of that band? Absolutely. The um just as you said, the Tropic of Cancer and, uh, and Capricorn along the equator, and some people say the coffee belt. I've seen various things, but um, yeah, there's it's 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 within along the equator, and there it kind of bro- breaks into three different regions, and, uh, and we call it the you know very, I guess some um, organizations or people call it different things, but they're very similar, and it's the Americas, the the Africas, and then the Pacific Rim. And the th- those are the regions primarily, I, I, probably industry-wide that's not uncommon, but definitely those are the areas that uh, Caribou designates as Absolutely. the primary regions that you draw from? Absolutely, yes, sir. And um, the um, central and South America regions, along with Africa, and that includes a part of the Middle East as well. So uh, would that also be sort of uh, uh, Arabica, or uh, uh, maybe uh, I know that that bean designation, is that are those beans from the Middle East typically from some Arab countries? Uh, yes, and, uh, you know, you got to remember that, well, know that there's two kinds of coffee beans. You've got an, a robusta bean, mm-hmm. which... 
technically can probably grow in our backyard. Mm-hmm. It's not going to taste good, but but it can grow. And then you've got a, a arabica bean, which typically grows in you know the the, the perfect um, environment, which is along that equator. But at the same time, arabica arabica beans are typically grown like three thousand feet above sea level, so they're all, they're grown in those mountain regions. Along, between the Tropic of Cancer and Capricorn, and when they, when it's grown in those mountain regions, they have cold you know cold nights, but perfect environments where it's a slow growing bean, and and that kind of creates a perfect environment for the arabica bean, which makes them sweet, more more dense, you know, it gives all the flavors and nuances of the coffee should have. So it's it's kind of that perfect growing environment. So, Tom, within those uh, three <coughs> regions, what, what what are some of the countries that that caribou focuses on for buying uh, of beans? And, you know, most people would on their own imagine that some of the coffee companies, uh, the big uh, coffee companies uh, that, you know, dare we say the name Starbucks or even McDonald's, but some of the companies that that buy in quantity, Folgers, um, uh, have specific relationships, some of which they've nurtured for years and years. Uh, but caribou is kind of in a nice situation uh, in terms of being um, of a size that's big enough to to have relationships with growers that that produce lots of quantity, but also even occasionally and maybe seasonally have um, beans that can be brought in more like a custom uh, coffee house. Uh, so that you could actually buy from growers and get quantities, which otherwise might be like in an extreme limited allocation. Yeah, much like a wine. Sure, no, absolutely. It's 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 fun because you know now you get into the fun stuff. We have, you know, our, our farms uh, on in almost in every country that we purchase beans from. Uh, we've had relationships with certain farmers for over twenty years. Um, one of them that comes to mind is a coffee, our rarest, one of our rarest beans that we have right now is from Costa Rica. It's called La Manita, and uh, the farm is called, you know, Hacienda La Manita. And we've had a relationship, like I said, for over 20 years with these guys. And uh, it's um, it's such a, we bring this coffee in for six weeks, and we're in week five of this promotion. And uh, anyway, so it's just, a, it's a fun time that we get to bring, uh, this is a kind of a large supply. But then next month, we have uh, a relationship with a farm in, in Guatemala. And we're going to have their bean for in, in all of our stores for about three weeks. So it's we can go big, and then at the same time we, we have a normal, you know, more than a dozen coffees on our shelf, and that's every day. Some single origin and some uh, blends that um, that we carry all the time. And just to, I guess give a little bit, some of the blends are from um, like this one that we had that I brought in today. The the caribou blend. It's, you, you it's, know, I might add uh, for listeners out there that Tom is generous enough to bring in a, a, a little <laughs> bit of. Uh, of the product for the folks here at America's Web Radio. Uh, go ahead, and that that was very thoughtful. Of no, no, the uh, but like uh, our, our signature bl- um, blend, which is caribou blend, it actually is from it's uh, it's not a single origin, meaning not from one country. The um, it, it has Guatemala beans, um, Costa Rica beans, Sumatra, and um, Brazil is the four beans that we we mixed and roast to make that perfect blend. So you know, at any we have every region of of the world represented on our shelf at any given time. So it's kind of cool. So, I mean, we can get into the, all the details, but it's, uh, you know, at holiday we'll have different blends, a reindeer blend that has different other countries to mix. So, you know, a lot of times like Guatemala, Costa Rica, 
um, Colombia, and then Sumatra over in the Pacific Rim, they, they're single-origin beans, meaning it's a perfect bean, and we can roast it just and leave it, leave it alone. And then a lot of times we want a certain flavor or signature to this bean, and we mix several countries together, and we call those blends. I, uh, I have a go-to uh, beverage when I, when I go to uh, my neighborhood, Caribou, or, or a Caribou outside mm-hmm. of my neighborhood, and, and that's a basic medium cappuccino, yeah. um, generally made with 2%. Uh, and am I drinking uh, the Caribou blend when I, when I get a, a, a cappuccino? You're not drinking our Caribou blend. We call it fo- uh, Foxcroft. Or, yeah, and then it's, a, it's an espresso bean, so your espresso shots are, are you know, Foxcroft. And um, with that, it's a... Uh, uh, it's definitely a blend. It's, and it, a, blend. it's a blend of, uh, it's, uh, off the top of my head, I want to say it has three countries that make that, that bean up. Well, speaking of countries, I, 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 and I think most people would know uh, Costa Rica, El Salvador, uh, Guatemala. They, they might be able to, uh, uh, maybe Brazil, um, and possibly they've heard of Hawaiian, uh, maybe Ethiopian. Uh, Yemen, I hadn't really given much thought to, but are there are, are those some of the, the primary countries where you have relationships? You know, I, I truly have to say I'm not the I'm not the coffee source, and the we have two guys that are excellent, uh, Brian and Nate. But we actually have almost every region represented. I mean, on our shelves today, if we go back to the store, and then uh, you, because each of those regions have a different nuance or flavor in their beans, um, and they also have a different process of how they process those beans, and you know, some's wet and some's dry, and so it's it's not only the bean where it's grown, how it's grown, how it's processed that gives it these flavors. So it's you know, each country is important. And like the Americas have a nut, a nutty, sweet, um, berry kind of nuance or flavor. And then the Africas have a citrus, winey, um, berry flavor as well. And then the Pacific Rim is real smooth and earthy. And so it's kind of cool that uh, maybe syrupy a little bit there too. Well, um, for anyone at the company that could be listening, um, especially um, anybody in the acquisition procurement department, uh, we want your job. We want to uh, travel yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, uh, experience the different kinds of beans. Um, what a heck of a job. Uh, right. Sort of it reminds me of the fellow who's got the television program um, <clears throat> that travels around uh, and makes it look highly adventurous. Right. Maybe even dangerous. <laughs> as I'm, he uh, I'm goes in search of these, uh, I, I guess, rare or rare-ish uh, coffee beans. But um, traveling around... Um, finding good coffee beans, establishing relationships with small farmers, medium farmer, medium-sized farmers, large farmers—that would be great. But also, the other guy or person, the woman who might be uh, <coughs> part of the team, uh, or the, the men and women who might be part of the team that do the tasting and the blending. We want your jobs too. Yeah. Uh, what a great uh, 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 position. Um, it's definitely fun because when I go to Minnesota, and we, 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 we have um, it's almost like a plaza or shopping plaza in my mind. And it's um, we have all of them side by side. So we have our support center. We you know we have you know our warehouse. We have our our processing plant. And we then we have our green warehouse and roasting plant. And, and it's just neat to see it all transpire from a green bean right out of the bag from Costa Rica, going into this vat, whether it's a single blend or a single origin or a blend coffee, and then it gets roasted and packaged for the grocery store and packaged for our stores, and then you know packaged for you know it sits on a shelf and and and, and it's cool to see that process work. I mean, instantly, just within within hours, 
because you know coffee we don't serve coffee that's uh, that's old we you know in our stores twenty one days max pretty dynamic uh, it's, um, uh, operation I mean to have a, a bean that's no more than twenty one days old roasted and delivered from Minnesota to Atlanta and never have something over three weeks old is pretty cool that is pretty amazing that that what's in my cup could have been um, on a tree. Um, not much more than three weeks ago. Um, well, the, now, now the harvest time, like for this coffee that we're serving now, was probably picked in January, and the process to get it to the U.S. and all that good okay. stuff. So there is months in between that, but from being roasted, from a green bean to being roasted to being served in that cup, could be three weeks. Wow. So that I mean, it, you know, there's different par- different parts of it, but very cool. Um, you mentioned uh, this thing about showcasing, uh, and, and oh, by the way, I want to step back. As you were describing um, the facility in, in, in Minneapolis, it, 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 it seemed to me that it's the closest thing to a winery. Uh, you know, you've got grapes at one end, and then you've got the product um, being prepared and ready to be shipped out at the other end, so to speak. No, it's uh, absolutely. I can't think of any other. Uh, there, there are probably other food companies for which that uh, comparison uh, may be a cider company, uh, but certainly the wine industry has got to have um, a a similar um, operational scenario in terms of grapes that are being grown all around the world, uh, relationships with with, uh, wineries that are sourcing grapes from different places to create uh, blends and to make wine um, that at some wineries starts off at one end as a grape or in this case as a, a coffee bean and then uh, is processed and, and leaves the, um, the facility um, packaged and, and ready to be sent out. We're, um, we're here with Tom Jones who's with Caribou Coffee. We're talking about coffee beans, about the industry, uh, both here domestically and the relationship that Caribou Coffee has with farmers ar- around the world where it sources its beans. We'll be back to talk with Tom right after this break. My name is Dr. Jeff Terry from Mobile, Alabama. I love taking care of my patients and not computers. That is why I need your help. On October 1st, the government will mandate that I implement the new ICD-10 coding system, and if not able to do so, then I will be put out of business and my patients will have to find a new physician. Please call and write your congressmen and senators today and tell them no to ICD-10. Tell them physicians need a grace period in order to concentrate on you, the patient, and not the computer. This is Georgia author Doug Dahlgren. I've got a new program starting here, June 12th at 11 a.m. It's called The Prologue, and we'll be introducing you to other writers you may not have heard of yet. Join us, won't you, starting June 12th, 11 a.m. here on America's Web Radio. Whether cruising the Strip at a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare, but for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose. And with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. 
Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Welcome back to the Business Hour. We're here with Tom Jones, a market manager with Caribou Coffee, uh, one of the major players in the coffee industry uh, in the United States, but also um, abroad. And we'll get to that in, in a moment, but I, I, I still want to talk a little bit about uh, the beans and the fact that um, I, I think one of the things that I like about uh, the company is that it hasn't gotten so big that you don't um, run it uh, like a, a boutique again, which might have relationships with a few uh, small farmers um, from Costa Rica to Ethiopia uh, and anywhere in between. And the the beans might be some of the absolute best in the world, but but, but they don't grow them in a quantity that they're going to make them available to um, one of the large, you know, to to, to Folgers or sure. to McDonald's. Uh, no offense to either company, but um, they have to seek beans um, and have relationships where the beans uh, are provided. Yeah. in large quantity on an ongoing basis. And even though they might have uh, relationships with some smaller farms, they're not going to have the relationships with some of the absolute um, smallest farms that you can if you choose to. Sure. And then that bean um, may or may not be available um, the next season, uh, growing season, just because of weather or what have you. But I think it's pretty cool that because you highlight... Uh, did you tell me ten times a year you have a particular bean that's highlighted? Yeah, yeah, no, it's um, you know seven to ten times a year. We, we have three big you know bean promotions where we can bring in a, a large volume of a signature roast, and then seven other times where September is one of the next one that's coming around. But we'll have just a, a small farm in Guatemala that we get to highlight their coffee, and it's we're you know we're buying a certain volume to you know to serve in our stores for about three weeks. So it's kind of cool, and we've done that six other times this year. So this is our seventh one of a small bean and then we're in the at the end of a, of a Costa Rican Lamanita bean now and uh, then we'll go into uh, you know October and, and then the holidays with another big special blend but yeah we you know we're kind of a, a big small company or a small big company I've heard it said a bunch of ways that time uh, where you know we can we can play with the big boys but we can also you know highlight these small farms with exceptional Have coffee these relationships with these yeah, small farms, which may produce some of the absolute best beans it's it's sort of like a produce uh, anywhere in the world, but you know here in the U.S. you might have a, uh, a, a, a farm in Texas that happens to just not be a huge corporate conglomerate, but grows uh, you know some of the best uh, product. Sure. Um, and um, and you have access to a number of those kinds of farms as well as the big producers. Um, I, I'm also thinking that uh, note to to Minneapolis. Um, if um, you stop to think about it for very long, and you probably have, um, you can really make a big deal about educating people to those seven to ten uh, oh, yeah. uh, varieties of beans um, as uh, part of your uh, marketing. Because I think a lot of people like to be able to 
learn about um, about coffee. It is in somewhat in that category of wine, where you have um, geeks and snobs. Absolutely, and, and you know, on, on, to some extent, I may be one of well, them. I'm and I try not to be too <laughs> geeky or too snobby about it, but but I but I do like to learn yeah. a little bit about you know uh, origins of a bean, <clears> the way that uh, beans uh, are, are are roasted. And uh, and so educating customers through these uh, specials that you offer the, on a limited basis, again, particularly because in some cases there might be an offering that doesn't materialize again for a while because that farm just wasn't able, due to climate or whatever, oh, yeah. to produce uh, that exact bean. I mean, it, it, it's we're, we're talking about something which is a cross between art and science. You are, but and then one thing to to cap, you know, we absolutely capitalize on those small farms and these <clears throat> those unique um, situations where we can bring this awesome coffee to our stores. But also, the um, what we've done as a company, we're among, you know, maybe the only one, maybe I know the first um, where we only select beans from Rainforest Alliance certified farms, and we've even helped some farms get there. And what that means is they actually have a, a sustainable um, practices. That um, that they meet now, but it's also to um, to not jeopardize the future needs of that bean. So it kind of, you know, we want to be in business that are taking care of their needs as well as their future needs. It's kind of the kids' kids situation, and um, you know, and, and what Rainforest Alliance does is it it protects um, the the supply chain long term. Um, it protects farmers and their family wages, uh, housing situations, um, educational situations, but it also protects the uh, the environment and the ecosystem. Um, well, you know, a lot of companies um, do promote themselves uh, uh, both in the coffee industry as well as in other uh, food production areas uh, as uh, having the equivalent of relationships like the, the Rainforest Alliance um, Category, um, but as you say, Caribou was the first major coffee house to serve 100% of our beans, 100% yeah. of your beans from uh, the uh, Rainforest Alliance certified uh, growers. And uh, it's cool, yeah. and and just to know that there's some small farms out there that might couldn't have got there. Uh, you know, it, what's neat is we've seen, you know, our, like our coffee experts, we've seen them help small farms out to get there because they had such a rare and awesome, you know, coffee bean, and we wanted to serve that product. So we've even, you know, I don't know all the details, but we've even helped them get there because they, they're just awesome, and, and you don't want to overlook this, this rare, you know, awesome coffee. In fact, uh, I did happen to notice that uh, there was a, a company statement about and, and, and pardon me for, for quoting uh, some exact copy, but it, the statement was, we've worked hard to ensure that our guests not only get the highest quality coffee, but also the peace of mind that their coffee is sourced in an environmentally, socially, and economically sustainable matter, manner. And that is, is a part of a, a, a separate company a proprietary program called your do good program yeah the you know and we 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 have fun with it and um we we make some you know cool shirts and we're caribou therefore we're boo gooders and um, and we'll we'll give shirts to those that but no every full-time employee gets like eight hours a year to do whatever it is they they 
um, are connected with, whether it's you know like spend nonprofits, a day or spend two a half days on environmentally, socially, or economically. You know, and just here locally, I take we do every quarter we get together just as a team, and because we every employee gets eight hours, so we break it up, and every quarter let's get together two hours. Like last two months ago, I took the Atlanta team to the um, the. the um, Atlanta Community Food Bank, and we packaged, you know, like 777,013 7, meals. You know, we packaged those, and then a couple months before that, we served dinner at the Ronald McDonald House. So we, you know, and those are just some teamwork efforts, but it's it's giving back to the local communities as well as worldwide we do this. So it's kind of a cool thing. We we, we call ourselves boo-gooders, but, um, yeah, we, we love it. Yeah, well, I like that reference. Um, the, um, the other thing is is that um, Caribou also uses only natural chemical free uh, decaffeination processes it, it, correct the um, matter of fact I was chatting with a gentleman just the other day he's like you know our decaf's a little more expensive and you, you, you can't help yourself but just explain a little bit you know it costs a pinch more but we're one of the few companies that don't use chemical um, to decaffeinate we use a water process which um, it's more time consuming um, more labor intensive basically so it raises the cost a little bit but um, you know I'm not the, I'm not the uh, the, the uh, technical person on, on the, the chemical side because we don't use that. But, yeah, there's majority of the companies use the chemical-based. And, uh, you know, it's, it's if you go research it, it's it's interesting to see that that same chemical is used in, you know, paint thinner or something. So it's it's interesting. But, yeah, well, we use a water-based process, and we're proud of it. Well, so. perhaps it's a little bit of corporate modesty, but uh, that's another thing. Blow a horn about that I think, you know, as a marketing guy and, you know, most listeners out there that have tuned in on a regular basis know that I'm a, a marketing creative director and strategist, and I definitely see where uh, talking about uh, not only these, uh, uh, highlighting these different kinds of beans, but uh, um, making people aware, um, m- you know, maybe committing a, a part of the uh, the year to uh, your decaffeination um, uh, products and talking about it being all natural, because I think that would have a, a, a real appeal these days to a lot of people. Yeah, it's. I mean, you'll you'll see the people that love the decaffeinated coffees. Once they know that, they'll go out of their way to get ours. So it's it's really it's a unique thing. So I probably need to drink more less of the decaffeine. <laughs> um, okay, let's turn to um, your your role um, as a market manager out there in the field. And and you know, one of the reasons that I wanted to have you on the program, uh, Tom, is just to you know, the program, the business hour here in America's Web Radio touts itself as a program which uh, profiles the best businesses, business practices, fascinating <laughs> business professionals to give an insider view of how America works. And, you know, uh, for anyone out there who's ever wondered, you know, what goes on out in the field in, in terms of operations, and particularly if it's a young person, then, you know, I'd, I'd, it would be nice to know that there are a, 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 a few young folks out there who are gaining some knowledge of various professions and that we might be piquing their interest and if there's you know kids out there who are thinking about uh, retail or food service uh, tell us what 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 you do because actually it's it's kind of a nice range of things uh, that seem to go from human resources to marketing or you know it you is. specific market managers you know you're involved we do have specifics in every field but the cool thing is when you're in the field of any kind of organization but i, I know for me you know i have a market of stores or district of stores uh, that uh, 
that I'm responsible for, but you know, it deals with sales and, and marketing. Um, you know, we'll get to do grassroots, you know, marketing in local communities kind of thing just to build awareness in the brand. Um, day to day operations, of course. Um, you know, merchandising, which, you know, all these things can pertain to, you know, any company. And then you've got training and then you've got hiring, recruiting and staffing as well as, um, you know, the HR and the LP side of it. So when, when you're in the field and, and it's funny because a lot of my store managers get to dabble in that too. And then when they see a certain part that they enjoy more so than the other specific training you know had a great conversation in the store this morning with a store manager and uh, they want to pursue a career in, in the in the training world and to be to go from one side to the other they they wouldn't have got they, yeah they wouldn't achieve that training you know passion or love if they weren't in the store doing the day-to-day stuff and to see them go and work in other parts of the industry is just very cool. But no, in the field, you get to deal a little bit with everything, and that's what makes it, um, I'll say, not boring, but definitely interesting. And uh, for someone like me, that's uh, that's high energy. It's uh, every day is a new day, and that's that, that's kind of exciting for me because uh, you, you know you do get it's what's what's on the agenda today. You, you know you have emergencies, but you have fun, and then you have planned events and and training events. I mean, you know, so you get a little bit of everything. It, it definitely makes your day more interesting if part of what you're doing is um, helping to train uh, some of your management folks, or um, maybe even interviewing um, potential or prospective uh, employees. And not just uh, look at a budget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I would. Uh, you know, you have those days. I mean, every business, you know, you're going to be looking at numbers. What's smart? What's not smart? And you know, where do we need to, you know, make some corrections. But yeah, just uh, the interaction and you know, growing the talent from within and recruiting new, uh, recruiting new talent, just to see the, the growth in people is fun. Um, and again, uh, not to say that there aren't people out there who get very excited at looking at a uh, profit and loss <laughs> and uh, reviewing budgets. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're here with Tom Jones, market manager with Caribou Coffee. We've been talking about the industry, about the stores. We'll talk a little bit more about the stores, a little bit more about what Tom does. And we'll do that right after this break. From Doug Dahlgren, an action series that grabs you and won't let go. Four members of Congress all die within months. Each death appears to be from natural causes. But when mysterious messages begin to appear in the form of quotations from long-dead revolutionary war heroes, one reporter sets out to prove the existence of a serial killer. His search uncovers dark secrets and an assassin shielded by people who need the very services that only he can provide. The Sun, Silas Rising, a novel by Doug Dahlgren, in Kindle or paperback through Amazon.com. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key, and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. 
If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Hi, I'm Ray Bowman, hoping you'll join us each Friday at noon for our new show, Food and Farm, brought to you by FeedstuffsFoodLink.com, only on America's this Web Radio. This is America's WebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Welcome back to the Business Hour. I'm Ron Camacho, your host, and today the topic at hand is the the business of coffee. Uh, we've talked about growing coffee in various regions of the world. Um, Tom shared with us that uh, that band around the equator, uh, from the Tropic of Cancer on the north to the Tropic of Capricorn on the south, which is about seventy. 70- Hundred miles north and seventeen hundred miles south, so about a thirty-four hundred mile band circling the globe is the sweet spot for growing coffee. And we've been talking about uh, caribou sourcing coffee uh, from the Pacific Rim, from the uh, the continent of Africa, from uh, the Pacific, the rather the Americas, um, Central uh, and South America, and. Um, and then talking about uh, caribou's commitment to roasting uh, quality beans, producing a quality product, and you know there there there's a lot of details associated with running a quality company that offers a quality product, and um, a, 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 a lot of that does come down to um, the people. Absolutely. And in your role as a as a field uh, <coughs> uh, market manager. You get involved in, in in hiring people, and you know, I have found that you know Caribou has got um, uh, what we might call a cut above. You know, we we all see people in retail situations. Uh, you have a, a interaction with uh, folks, particularly you know youngish folks in their uh, in college, fresh out of college, um, that. Um, Oh, have greater degrees or lesser degrees of professionalism, but I've found that folks um, at, at, at Caribou's, plural, but specifically my own neighborhood, Caribou, to be uh, pretty darn professional. Um, so tell us about how you <coughs> find people, tell us about how you uh, train people, uh, and then we'll talk about how you you, you hold on to them or right. try to hold on to them because I, no one really seems to... Uh, be able to hold on to anyone these days for too, too long. Uh, people just seem to want to either change careers or uh, move up and out or just ge- geographically move away. But um, wh- where do you, um, how do you reach, uh, how do you get the word out about looking for folks and um, how do you begin that process sure. of finding good people? You know, I think, uh, especially Atlanta, you know, it's a tough market and um, among among some of the toughest out there, I believe. But um you know, I, I, we recruit like any company would. Of course, their website, you know, in store. Um, we'll even reach out when times, um, at various times throughout the year. You know, certain stores will reach out to certain college campuses, and uh, and even go to some of those recruiting or staffing websites if we need it. But you know, the cool thing that um, we've built over the last couple of years here in Atlanta is. It's 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 almost you know being a barista or working in a coffee shop is kind of sexy you know mm-hmm. and, and it's mm-hmm. fun and uh, 
you know, so it's kind of a cool thing. So with that, word of mouth is kind of the best advertisement because, you know, you build a great team or you capture a great team and then you build on top of that. And with that, it's they're constantly bringing you word of mouth and they're like great people and, you you, you know, you collect those great people. Friends and, of, of, of good people. I mean, it, it truly is. It's really the network. Yeah. That, to me, that's where I find success. Now, we, we use every resource, but the net, the personal network is the best for me. And, and then, you know, the way I teach my people and, and try to display myself is, you know, if, if we just treat people right, you know, and the cool thing behind, um, you know, I, I think we've we've done this time and time again at Caribou is we want to find out – you know how you treat people but it's it's what do you want out of life you know where are you going with this i've even got managers that want to get into certain fields that doesn't pertain to caribou but caribou is a stepping stone to get them there and you know and well let me help you get there and you know there's an old quote zig said you help enough people get you know get what they want you'll have everything you want and i kind of find that true because we're helping them get to whether it's catering well we don't cater just yet or we do in some small realm well, let me let's try to expand on that, and then it helps me in my business. Well, I just taught them a new talent, and now they're using that. So, and a lot of times people leave the company, some stay, but then, as a matter of fact, people can even come back to the company in the summers. We've, we've got some teachers and other things that just love the the experience, and uh, so it's it's a great relate it's a relationship. Thing. That, that's definitely testimony to how good people uh, felt about their previous experience when they're willing to come back, uh, like a school teacher that, sure. that uh, might find employment uh, over the summer. Uh, I have um, uh, found that if, if for a young person in particular, and, and, and this could apply <coughs> to somebody older as well, that uh, m- may have had jobs that were not particularly satisfying working with uh, management that wasn't particularly uh, pleasant to deal with, um, I have the sense that there's a degree of professionalism and, and, and uh, throughout the company uh you know, I met you prior to this program, and I thought, well, this is a very uh, professional, uh, nice person. And to me, uh, nice and efficient never, ever, ever go out of style. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's great to be really efficient yeah. and knowledgeable about what you do. Uh, if you happen to be a nice person, it's a, it's, a, it's a one-two punch that's a winning formula. Absolutely. And in the absence of actual extreme efficiency, uh, niceness might carry you, uh, you know, uh, a little further. further. <laughs> so the blend of the two is, is to me, um, uh, really important. And I thought, uh, this Tom Jones fellow is a nice uh, guy, and, and I, I think that that has uh, uh, carried over to... Uh, the staffs of uh, some of your caribous, and I happen to have visited more than one that are in your region. Uh, certainly, my neighborhood caribou would be the prime example. And I think a lot of uh, uh, folks out there don't realize that uh, above <coughs> and beyond the fact that being a barista can be pretty sexy these days. It's <laughs> like it's like right up there with becoming a chef or something. <laughs> right? you know, there are probably more people going to cooking schools than than ever before. Uh, but also, if you find a uh, company um, uh, that has good uh, management folks, I mean, if you have the opportunity to work for someone like, like Tom here, you can't really do much better. You're either going to have a nice relationship with the company where you stick around for a while and they're going to provide you um, with, with, with a livelihood, uh, or you're going to have a great foundation for a future in business. And I don't think a lot of young people stop to think about, again, I say young people, this can apply to someone who's been out there for years and is a 30-something or a 40-something or even a 50-something, because I'm sure there's no age discrimination, but 
you must have uh, thousands and thousands of 20-somethings fresh out of school looking for something uh, to do, and uh, you can't do much better than find a company that's run professionally and end up with something on your resume as well as the actual real experience right. of working for a company that had a, a, a degree <coughs> of professionalism that then you uh, took on and bec- it becomes a part of your DNA, that professionalism. And so, you know, I, I encourage uh, any, any young people out there, uh, if there's a caribou near you, and um, there may not be positions available, but one way or the other, um, run, don't walk. <laughs> about, uh, there you uh, go. Uh, a job uh, in retail or the food service industry, and um, you know, a, you 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 do have a formalized training program as well. Is that right? We do. I mean, we have a, a formalized training program for every level, um, which is great. And then um, you know, we can build on top of that. And uh, so it's. I, I mean, it's again. You come for coffee, and again, I had one manager again the conversation today. She wants to get into training. Great conversation. She might even relocate to a different different state, um, um, or she could do it from here, which is very cool. So it's it's you know there's there's always opportunity. It's just you know where do you want to take it? How far do you want to go? And uh, you know and on that that whole staffing piece, I've always kind of taught and believe. I was taught, therefore I teach. You know, people leave people, they don't leave companies. So it's you know it's up to me to have a fun experience and and just have a blast with our people and and no matter where they want to go. So. Um. Speaking of like uh, uh, running and not walking to your uh, nearest uh, caribou, uh, I was actually surprised to hear the caribou was was in as many uh, cities and, and, and states. Let's talk for a little bit about um, how many states is caribou currently in? Company and franchise. I believe we're in about approximately 20 states and um, countries. Man, we're in like 11 countries of the world. So it's, um, yeah, we're, we're uh, you know, 500 strong in the U.S. Uh, domestically. And uh, that's, you know, company and franchise. And then we're um, probably, um, yeah, well, I think there's about 150 stores plus, you know, give or take, you know, five or ten um, in in the 11 countries outside the U.S. So, uh, of the um, slightly more than 500 uh, caribou stores, uh, how does it break down? Is it is it uh, half and half? Uh, maybe a few more companies than uh, you know. I, I, I don't. I, I couldn't speak to the strategy there, but um, you know, it's we've had a much more company owned stores, but right now it's a. Uh, it's it's probably about a maybe a fifty fifty I'm sorry about a fifty five fifty it's it's about two seventy on the company side to two fifty on the franchise franchise and license side so it's it's a it's a it's almost split but I don't think that was you know I, I'd like to think that we're you know more company you know heavy but um, and focused but uh, but yeah it's a good mix you know what I was talking about in terms of uh, being a good company to work with or for. Uh, that uh, that goes for any uh, prospect of franchisees out there, and I, I don't want to turn this into an infomercial, uh, uh, you know, or a, 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 a raw raw session for Caribou. But I will say that um, you know I do I try to do my homework to bring on companies that truly do exhibit best practices, so uh, and, and are highly professional. Uh, if they happen to be uh, interesting to work for, that's a bonus. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, for franchisees. You know the opportunity. Uh, I would seem, to th- I would think, w- would seem to be very, very uh, uh, a good proposition. And and 
So are there franchises available and are there more or less stores, company stores and franchise stores in those uh, 20 states? Or um, are, they, are they concentrated? Are there big franchise regions? And they are. Um, I mean, it, it's it's a health. I mean, there's some franchises in states that we're not. Here's that. Um, you know, kind that's of right. You, you have uh, we, you have a map here, and and uh, it, it does uh, look like um, kind of. You know, we call it the snow states, but the Midwest is is where we're primarily focused. But you know, it's like like close to us. I mean, the only store that we have in Alabama, which is uh, Auburn University, so it's you know there there's a you know, we're in some, you know, select states where we just haven't grown yet, but they're definitely, you know, in and around uh, the, you know, the Carolinas. There's some, you know, franchises uh, in some of those um, around the Great Lakes that are, you know, just they're, they're in their own little world kind of thing. But, yeah, we're still growing for sure. And, and the uh, the other thing is that, the, you know, we, we didn't touch much about the product being available um, uh, on the shelves of other retailers. So the company oh, yeah. is a, a wholesaler of its of its product uh, to some uh, select retailers. We're going to be taking a break. When we come back, um, Tom will talk a little bit more about uh, the company, something that that I think is really exciting on the horizon, and then a little bit more about your path uh, to Caribou. We're here with Tom Jones, a, a market manager with Caribou Coffee. We'll be back with Tom right after this break. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. This is Michael Gano with Insight to Israel. Every day, the Israeli Defense Force finds itself on the front line of the war with the militant arm of Islam. Surrounded by enemies from within and without, they fight for the only Jewish state. Military service is mandatory, ladies serving two years and men serving three right out of high school. While young people in other democracies are busy traveling or attending university, Israeli men and women gear up for basic training. In a world of heads of state, politicians, ambassadors, diplomats, and a leftist media, many times our voice at the grassroots level is drowned out. So we started an ongoing project called Hershey's for Heroes. Patriot conservatives from all over the U.S. are sending Hershey's chocolate bars with a note of thanks for defending Israel. Won't you join us by sending a sweet message to the IDF? For information, please see my Facebook page at Michael Gano. Thank you, God bless Patriot conservatives, and God bless Israel in her struggle for sovereignty and security. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Business Hour. 
I'm Ron Kamata, your host. We're here with Tom Jones, a market manager with Caribou Coffee, and we've been talking about a lot of different aspects of the coffee uh, industry, from sourcing beans uh, from various countries and regions around the world, uh, to what it takes to run a uh, a chain uh, of, of stores uh, in, in a given region, which is what Tom helps uh, Caribou to do here in the Atlanta uh, marketplace. And um, we we were talking uh, about the company stores, the franchise stores, the number of stores uh, around the country, the 20 states where Caribou is. And um, I read recently about something which is, is pretty <coughs> darn exciting. Um, I know we can't go into it in any, any depth. Uh, we'll save that for somebody in investor relations. Um, <laughs> um, but um, I personally, when I heard about it, I thought it was a pretty um, uh, smart uh, strategic move because uh, growth through acquisition is is especially well uh, executed, uh, carefully targeted uh, companies that uh, a, a given organization <coughs> will merge with or or acquire. And um, what I'm referring to is that Caribou has purchased another one of my favorite uh, <laughs> retailers that had some of the. Um, I thought best uh, food. You know, when I wanted a sandwich at lunchtime uh, in my uh, immediate neighborhood, uh, uh, Einstein Brothers was in the running, and so I'm, I was uh, pleased to, to read that um, Caribou has uh, acquired Einstein. Tell us just a little bit about that time. Well, I mean, they, they company they, must be very excited. Yeah, I mean, they they purchased it back in the last year. Um, you know, they have a great food platform. We have a great coffee and beverage platform, so it's um you know it's exciting times, and um, you know I can't go into any detail, but I, I think you know it's a it's a bright future is what I would say, and and we've you know from there I mean we've got new stores opening, an action packed back in this year, and um, you know I can't wait to see new stores and how we evolve and um, you know what that looks like. So I mean specifics, I mean I can't really go into, but um, it, it's I think the future. Some people say it's great to be us. So. Well, yeah, I would imagine. <laughs> you know, even though you can't say much, I. I um, am not bound by that uh, totally, and I can uh, I can speculate and and uh, in, in, in this way, and and that is I'm going to be able to go to some locations where I can get uh, uh, the, the best of both worlds. Uh, I don't have to make two stops. I can get uh, my bagel sandwich and uh, my cup <laughs> of coffee uh, under one roof, and uh, so I I think it was a a brilliant move. It also, um, if I'm not mistaken, is going to uh, more than double uh, the size of of the company is, or, or I, I don't know how you're. I mean, you know, without the details, I mean, they they are they're in like forty two states, so I, I mean, that, they're that's they're, right. they're strong. They have a strong presence in the U.S. So you, the the company's uh, presence is expanding significantly, and a lot of people, uh, uh, if you give it any thought, the integration of two companies is no easy task. I happen to know uh, I've. Uh, got an inside track on one major company's uh, acquisition strategies and uh, the execution when it gets around to integrating two uh, two companies is 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 not simple. Yes, yeah, definitely. So it'll be complex. interesting to see how it shakes out. We might have to have you come back um, at some point in time tell us more about how sure. it's, how how it, exactly it does um, shake out. Um, Tom, where, where uh, in your um, <coughs> lifetime um, did 
the possibility that you could get involved in in, in retail or or food uh, and beverage service. Uh, how did that unfold? Um, where um, where were you in your career when you realized that uh, that retail and I, I guess eventually uh, food service uh, would would enter the picture as a as a career path? Yeah, you know, as we spoke, I mean, I was you know getting a forensics degree and and, and an art degree in, in college, and uh, you know when got married in '98, got my BS in '98, and uh, <clears throat> excuse me. You know, realized uh, real quick. Um, I'm fixing to start a family. It's about money. So you know, I had a. I felt that I had a, a pretty decent work ethic. So then it was, um, you know, how am I going to pursue this? And to once I uh, to pursue my career or my degree, I was going to have to like take a ten plus thousand dollar pay decrease. And I was again, I'm 24 at the time probably, and I'm. You know that's not going to happen. It's a significant amount of money at, 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 at any age, but it's yeah, 24, I mean, especially at, what 15, 20 years ago. You know, you're 24. Do the math there, <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, you're to take a loss. That's not where any kid's going, you know, in, anybody in their twenties. So it was about money, and at the time, I was working in the food service, and uh, you know, hey, I'll continue this and uh, um, just continue that path. And you know, I, th- I truly think it's a service. I think you know, whether it's food, retail, it's service. You know, I've learned over time, everything is service based on service, built on service. So it's you know, matter what you're serving, whether it's you know, movies or tacos or, or coffee, it's it's we're in the service, you know. Um, it's meeting a bunch of strangers. It's having a. a I mean, there's there's a lot behind the scenes, but at the nitty gritty of doing business where you're making money, it's a group of people providing a product or service and providing it to a group of strangers. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So that you learn to uh, greet people and uh, do business with them. Um, you know, try to cater and not necessarily pander to their needs. But, yeah. Uh, and then find a par- an area that you like it, and if you like it a little bit, explore that. And then, but no, I stayed with uh, in the food service. Um, World for about fourteen years, and, and you were with another good company. Uh, I don't know that we necessarily need to mention them, but yeah. you told me about another. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was I was with Young Brands and uh, great company to work for. I, I grew up with them. You know, at one point I thought I was going to retire with them, and then uh, after fourteen years, I um, mean, you know, it was time to go. And you know, you you know that sometimes. And anyway, it was time to go. And I'm like, my two, you know, my two habits were were coffee and movies. You know, and. Uh, I like to say my, my two my best habits, um, you know, were coffee and movies. So I, I went into the retail movie side of the world, um, the movie business. For and then seven years, you know, later, I was like, okay, it's time to move on. And then uh, um, went to coffee. And you know, so after you know, twenty plus years, I'm, I'm I've been in the coffee business for about four years now, having a blast. So again, if you can stick to you know. We all have a mission, and but we, we learn on the way. So, you know, don't be afraid to go down those roads as we, you know, are approached with different avenues of, you know, business, life, um, you know, life journeys kind of thing. So for me, it's taking me to coffee now, which I love, passionate about, and, you know, I'm excited to go to work every day. So, Well, you know, four years ago, you probably <coughs> thought that uh, Caribou had uh, real growth potential um, because I'm certain you wanted to go to a, a place um, that had – growth potential sure. uh, you know as business professionals we all want to uh, you know move up in the world and uh, it's sometimes not strictly about money there's a certain stability factor that's there you know the professionalism sure. of the company yeah. and you probably thought a lot of those things but uh, um, the recent acquisition uh, that has led to significant growth that was uh, certainly a, a bonus and now the future of the company sure uh, absolutely and, and your future of the company is hopefully brighter than ever um, any um, any advice that you might have for uh, a young person, uh, and we sort of touched on this earlier in the program where I, I went was going on ad nauseum about uh, 
how a young person could do no better than to find a, a good uh, company to go to work for and, and learn the basics uh, to become a young professional and have that as a foundation. But those were my uh, words. Yeah, yeah. No, words I, of wisdom I, I would, you know, the words of wisdom, I, I would say no matter where you are, of course, you know, Caribou is a great place to work and, and, and gain that work ethic. But, you know, no matter where you are, it's about work ethic first, in my opinion. So some things that I'm trying to teach my kid, it's about work ethic. When, when No matter what it is, you gain that work ethic, then you can cater those needs and grow, you know, in any realm. But, um you know, gain, you know, get the work ethic, gain the experience, and then the time will come for you to choose, you know, how you can mold this to fit you. Um, again, my two habits were movies and coffee, and I've molded, you know, the, my, uh, you know, career around having fun with movies and coffee. So it's, you know, I, I think everything will fall into place, but, you know, we live in a microwave generation. We want it now. So it's, you know, we just have to be careful of, uh, you know, to keep, keep, I guess the the youth, you know, focused on hey, work eth- work, you know, the ethics, the experience, and go from there. I think work ethic is like definitely at the core. Uh, sure. You know, we're always talking professionalism, but work ethic uh, is definitely at the core. And you know, if you come to learn to be a sexy barista, uh, there, <laughs> there are going to be those times when you are juggling uh, the coffee making, uh, right. you know, hard and fast. You know, there's. Yeah. People at the drive through window, the customers standing in line, and you learn uh, the basics of, of how to work hard and fast and efficiently sure. and then still be congenial with uh, customers. Right. Yeah. Tom, I want to thank you for taking the time and coming uh, to the business hour and sharing insights about Caribou Coffee, the industry, the company, and your role. I appreciate appreciate you having me. I mean, it was a great pleasure, and uh, you know, I know we'll see each other in the stores. For hey, quick. and thanks for the goodies. Uh, Tom brought down uh, uh, some of the product, and uh, I know we'll... Uh, enjoyed here at the station. You've been listening to the Business Hour. I'm Ron Camacho, your host. We're on Fridays from 10 to 11 a.m. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on the radio next week. This is America's Webradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. From Doug Dahlgren, an action series that grabs you and won't let go. Four members of Congress all die within months. Each death appears to be from natural causes. But when mysterious messages begin to appear in the form of quotations from long-dead revolutionary war heroes, one reporter sets out to prove the existence of a serial killer. His search uncovers dark secrets and an assassin shielded by people who need the very services that only he can provide. The Sun, Silas Rising, a novel by Doug Dahlgren, in Kindle or paperback through Amazon.com. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare. But for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose, and with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like.
The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Whether cruising the Strip at a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. 